0: I am so happy that you are listening to just breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text breathe to five, five, four, four, four to learn more. That's B R E A T H E to 55444 to learn more.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today, I have the pleasure of bringing you the most important information that for those that are going through a relaunch, are trying to get through a relaunch, you're going to want to hear what my guest has to say in order to get through those relaunches a little bit better on the other sides. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. so Britt Frank, thank you so much for being here today with us.
0: Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here.
1: Well, so let's talk about you. For those that people don't know you, can you share about your journey, about your story. And then I want everyone to realize that when you hear her story, we're gonna give you actual tips to help you get through a relaunch. In a little bit better way, without as many bruises.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> this will be this will be really good. Okay, Brett, it's, it's it's your dance floor. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous! And I'll start out by saying the only reason it takes forever to relaunch or to recover or whatever word you use is because all the information is wrong, or we spend so much time shaming ourselves. So the mm-hmm. fastest path from where you are to where you want to go is by validating the whole way through. So that's my disclaimer. If you hear nothing else, just know it doesn't have to take that long.
1: Okay. But validating, we're going to have to go into that because what does validating actually mean? (laughs) We're going to get it. Hey, don't worry, everyone. I got your back. If, I, if I'm not
0: following, I know you're not following. <laughs> or maybe they are, and I'm the only one who's not. But okay, <laughs> We'll both start that for later. We okay. will. We will. So my story is I am a born and raised New Yorker, New York Jew, you know, high functioning, high guilt, high stress, high perfectionism, all the things that are stereotypically a Long Island Jewish family for me were actually true. And so I pushed and pushed and pushed. And I went to college, and then I went to work as a media professional and had an epic. Monster, massive nervous breakdown and eating disorders and anxiety disorders and personality just i had all like the whole dsm which is the handbook for mental health clinicians i had like check check i have this thing and i have this you were just like hey thing. hey
1: i got this going on i got this going on um now let me ask you when did this start to surface when did these things start to really become like obvious
0: they really became obvious in my mid twenties when I just could not keep it together anymore. My relationships were a mess. My body was a mess. My mind, everything just stopped working, and I had one of those wonderful Brene Brown calls them spiritual awakenings, but which is true. But I mean, it was an ugly, very public, very humiliating, just collapse of functionality. I got better. I was okay. Angry. Hold on before you. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love how people,
1: people do this with me. They like to kind of, you know, (laughs) let's not, let's not go too far into it. And I'm saying, no, wait, 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 because this is what we, we need to hear that you started to fall apart. You started to have, like you said, a public, what, what happened? Can you share a little bit about what went down? That was kind of like the, oh my God, what's going on with me moment.
0: So I had been very functional to a point, you know, I was able to hide everything that was going on. I could show up and do my thing. And then my addictions really escalated past the point of being able to function. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't hide my collapse very well. So family, friends at the time, coworkers at the time was like, what the hell? And then I disappeared. I ran away and disappeared and rented a little house in the mountains in Northern California and hid and did nothing but worked my butt off in therapy to try to figure out why do I do the things the way I do them? Why do I think the thoughts I think? Why am I stuck? And then I found my way to trauma therapy and I had amazing I mean, I was so fortunate. I had access to amazing resources. And when I learned the things, I was like, this is not, it's not easy, but it's not complicated. Like, why don't they teach this stuff in like elementary school? Because once you have the basics, it's like driving. You don't need to be an auto mechanic to know how to drive a car. It's like, you know, the basics, you can do it. It's the same thing with your mind and your body and your brain. When you know how to do the basic driving, you can go and you can go quickly.
1: Okay. Fascinating that you're in this, you know, you're, you're kind of like hold up. You're like, I'm, I'm going to work on myself.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we jump from work on myself to trauma therapy. So there was, there was a, there was a mid zone there. There was something, what, what did you try before you got onto this path of, of, you know, the next big wave of trauma therapy? What was sure. in between what were, because I think that this is what happens to a lot of people is that we have things that happen. We have these big relaunches. We have the mini relaunches. And while we're in them, it's really difficult to try to figure out what can we do? And you and I are going to talk more about this, this, this concept of feeling overwhelmed and stuck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and it, it is, it does become all, you know, this compulsive, like, oh my God, I, I'm, is there something wrong with me? But how did you start like even to begin, because some people don't even know where to start. Like, it's just so overwhelming what's going on with them.
0: It is. And the mountain of information is overwhelming. So I always tell my clients now, I'm like, I read all the things. So you don't have to, I can sum them all up. Cause I've tried everything. I tried mindfulness. I tried yoga. I tried religion. I tried extreme fundamentalist culty, type of religions. I tried being really good. I tried being really bad. I tried denial. I tried fake it till you. I mean, I did. And none of those things are inherently bad. Well, the fundamentals cult stuff is bad, but like, there's really nothing that's wrong or inherently bad. But a lot of times people will find that their quote work isn't working because there's some key ingredients. You know, our minds are housed inside of a physical brain, which lives in a physical body. So if you are missing some pieces of that puzzle, namely the brain and the body pieces, the work won't necessarily work and you won't know why, but it's not because you're crazy or bad. I thought it was me. I'm like, I'm just too broken. The work doesn't work on me. Like psychology does. not Oh God. You know
1: what? People are listening to this and saying like, (laughs) yeah, the work, the work doesn't work on me yes 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 and i also want to say when you were talking about that handful of lists of like i tried this i tried that i tried that i think except for the cult piece of this you know I, i haven't done that that you know in all of my journeys i am i am a a, an avid learner. I am mm-hmm. like, if there's something out there that's like, oh, I want to learn more about it. I want to, and I'm big on experiential learning. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I want to take this all in. Yeah. So I think that there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, oh my gosh, what a breath of fresh air. <laughs> that you Britt, are acknowledging the fact that, yeah, you tried everything and you know it, it it wasn't working for you.
0: Right. And that's like, I mean, saying it's your fault is like saying my car's broken when you run out of gas. If you don't know that your car needs gas to function, it's not going to go anywhere. You can have the best car in the world, but it's not going anywhere. And it's not because the car is bad and it's not because the car is broken. It's because there's this thing called a gas tank and you go to a place called a gas station and you fill it up and then everything is fine. And for a lot of us, that's really it's that simple. And again, it's not easy. It's oh, not like, if people, if people
1: are actually watching this on, you know, where we have it on YouTube. I am like, <laughs> yes, if you don't know what you need to know,
0: that's right. Th-
1: then you're yeah. literally like you, you'll, you can't be expected to know how to get yourself out of it. Exactly. And it you is can't not your beat fault. yourself up.
0: It's not that's your right. fault. Yes. Oh, so good. Right. So when people say to me, I've tried everything, what I usually say back is, well, you've tried everything that you know to do, and that's great, but there's more stuff. And it doesn't mean you have to add more things to your very bloated, overwhelming mountain of lists of things to do. A lot of the things that really help don't take any time and they don't cost any money. It's just little brain hacks that make life a whole lot easier
1: ooh doesn't take time doesn't take money brain hacks okay i've got to i got to ask that right away because people are like Hillary you got to go there you got to go there so <laughs> so let me ask you are these how did you learn these brain hacks that we're going to be talking about how did you i know oh that God. you are you know you you tried everything and then you decided to take this into your own hands and you became Tell us more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in my bone process of trying things and reading things, and I decided to make a giant midlife sh- career shift. And I went to graduate school at 30 and got my license and became a therapist. So I didn't pop out of you know undergrad ready to be a healing professional i had to go bang up my you know bang my head on life for a while first
1: but and i love like, how you called yourself midlife 30 because i got to tell you midlife is anywhere you are in your life honestly yeah. it doesn't matter if you're 30 40 50 it happens and yep. it, it almost feels like it's you know this midlife crisis was truly an identity crisis
0: right mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm.
1: god that's so good Yes. So you went back and you decided to become a therapist.
0: Right. Now, when I was in school, obviously I learned how to the ins and outs of psychotherapy and the clinical stuff. But even grad school doesn't cover the body-brain connection. So I did extra training because my therapist had all of that body-brain stuff. She knew all that stuff. And they weren't teaching me that stuff. So I asked her, Where what is that? What is this sorcery? And she you know, pointed me towards some very, very, very amazing, brilliant researchers, writers, influencers in the mental health worlds. And I learned what they had to teach. And then it was just trial and error and me making stuff up as I went along. So a lot of what I teach (laughs) is stuff I learned. A lot of it is trial and error.
1: I love, you're like, what's the sorcery behind it, right? (laughs) Because sometimes when you start to put, we have, and I I mentioned this to you earlier, we have the model three H, the heart to the head, to the higher self. And if anything is out of balance, you just, you crumble. You can't, you can't have that, that lifestyle you're going for success that you're going for. If something's out of alignment and, when you talk about, you know, people you weren't you weren't learning this and you're studying this to help people get through trauma and they weren't teaching you this stuff.
0: And they still don't. They largely oh. don't teach trauma in graduate school because the research takes about a decade to catch up to curic- you know, like academic mm. curriculum are so, like it's like a glacial pace. So, but all of the research on the brain that's coming out is amazing. They just don't teach it in schools yet, in graduate schools, even the good ones, they don't teach it yet. And so you can't get from your head to your higher self if you don't know how trauma works, because most people think, oh trauma is that really bad stuff assault natural disaster systemic oppression i've never had that so i don't have trauma everybody has trauma like if you have a pulse and you are born of woman you have trauma it's just something that happens to all of us to varying degrees but if you don't know how it works you're not going to be able to, oh, to get
1: everybody out. listening raise your hand and be able to say <laughs> i have trauma And it doesn't matter if, like you said, and and I've had, you know, I've had all different, you know, traumas, all different types of things that have come onto this show. I've experienced, you know, all the way from losing my mom to cancer to, you know, kids and having sicknesses and divorce and all these different things. And yet I wouldn't raise my hand and say, I've got trauma. But you're telling me, Hillary, you've got
0: trauma. Yes. And it's, I'm not saying everyone has the same trauma and I'm not saying Mm. that perspective on privilege is not helpful and perspective on what you do have is not helpful. But if I break my leg, I'm not going to be like, well, other people are having heart attacks. So I shouldn't go to the hospital. It's like my Mm. broken leg may not be as severe as a heart attack, but I still need to go to the hospital and I still get to heal it, feel it and work on it. So trauma is an injury to our, I, I think of trauma as brain indigestion. Trauma is anything that overwhelms. i to say this twice. Trauma is anything that overwhelms your brain's ability to process. So it's like eating too much food and you get a stomach ache. It's the same thing. And and Pete, Dr. Peter Levine, who founded Somatic Experiencing, defines trauma anything that's too much, too fast, or too soon. Which is anything, anything even too many, too fast, too much, too much or too, too soon. soon. Right.
1: Wow. So, so everyone that's listening is like, whoa, I might have a little bit more trauma than I thought.
0: And some people push back and they're like, well, that's just victim mentality. If you're saying that, then everything is going to traumatize. like, no, not Mm. everything is going to traumatize us, but like food, everything has the, everything we eat has the capacity to nourish us, to make us sick or to just not sit right everything we experience in life has the capacity to nourish us, to make us sick, or to not sit right. And so trauma is brain indigestion at its most basic.
1: That is the greatest way to look at it. Thank you. I also also love what you said, Britt, about that everybody has some way, shape, or form that we, we are dealing with things. And that Just because you aren't having a heart attack, you're having a broken leg, or we shouldn't be comparing Mm
0: -hmm. what
1: we're going through with other people and say, well, because mine's not as bad or because mine's worse, I'm any like more trauma-based than you are. That's what I'm hearing you say.
0: Huh. Absolutely. And again, perspective is great. I'm so grateful that I have a broken leg and insurance and I can go to the hospital and how fortunate am I? And I still get to go to the hospital and I get to tend to it, you know, so you can maintain perspective on, you know, my life is really good. Well, you know, I shouldn't have trauma. It's, they call it and consciousness. My life is really good. And I have trauma. My life is amazing. And Mm. there are places where I'm in pain. My life is really good. And, 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 and no buts, just ands.
1: Okay. This absolutely is resonating. And you said that there are brain hacks that we can Mm -hmm. do to help us with the, yeah. our own trauma that potentially now as we're sitting listening to you we're starting to realize oh wow there's some things that I've just I, you know I've covered up I haven't really thought about it and I just move on but right. they could be triggered they could still be back in the subconscious and you're saying mm, what can we do to actually help with some of those
0: Right, and not just in the subconscious, but trauma stored in the body. So anything that you don't process through and heal can show up as body, phys- like very physiologically based injuries. Now, my disclaimer, everyone go to the doctor, like a real doctor first to make sure it's not a medical thing. But unprocessed trauma can show up as digestive issues, IBS, it can show up as chronic pain, it can show up as migraines. There are a million ways that the mind, brain, and body all intersects. And we often physically manifest our stress. Well, anyone who's been so stressed out, you know, that they can't go to the bathroom will know this, but most people don't know that your happy juice, your serotonin is made in your gut. So if you're not pooping every day, like the good ones, you're not going to get your happy chemicals. And if you don't know that, then you won't know that your food intake and your digestion is just part of your mental health as anything else.
1: Okay. So I think everyone's like, what'd she just say? All right. Go so you're, you're, yeah, definitely. You all want to go do a good poop, but you're <laughs> saying serotonin is actually, which is the happy juice, as you called it is in the belly.
0: Right. And I mean, I'm being very, very basic. Yeah. But, but Hey, you know, we're basic
1: people. This is great. Right. So you have a nervous
0: system in your gut. And you have another nervous system that's automatic and responsible for your survival responses. And most people don't know that they have a nervous system that will automatically put them in a state of either shutdown, where they can't function, or like overdrive, where their gas pedal is glued to the floor and they can't slow down. So there's either a, a braking malfunction or a gas pedal malfunction but that's not a problem of laziness or lack of motivation. It's a nervous system problem. It's not Mm. a problem of I'm just a freak and I can't slow down and what's wrong with me. It's no, you have a nervous system problem and we can fix that. It's not something wrong with you. It's an injury and it can heal like any injury.
1: So you're saying everybody can get over their trauma.
0: Mm. So I love that you named that. So, okay, not everyone has a safe environment not everyone has access to resources. So trauma can heal only to the degree that safety and access to resources is available. So assuming that you have a safe enough environment and you have access to choices, yes, you can absolutely heal trauma.
1: Okay. So can you walk us through some like literally brain hacks that we yeah. could do when something comes up or, or when would we be using these brain hacks?
0: I use them all day, like all day, every day, there's something, you know, we're talking to ourselves every second of the day anyway. So the most useful brain hack is to start paying attention to how you talk to yourself. And this is one of those things that costs no money or time. If you do nothing but stop talking to yourself, like you're abusing a child, you're going to be in great shape. So if you can actually catch yourself, you suck. You're fat. You're lazy. Doesn't like. How do you think a child in that environment is going to respond? Like not well. Oh. We all know that. So if you're emotionally abusing yourself, you're going to stay stuck. So again, if you do nothing else, brain hack number one: catch yourself in really mean self-talk and change it.
1: So you, you know this, this is the, uh, we all we all hear about the self-sabotage, we all hear about the words, you know, that we say to ourselves. the way you just described it was brilliant because if you really think about, would you say this, would you be talking that way to a child? Or even like, you know, would you ever say anything like this to your best friend? Or, you know, it puts it in a different perspective because we do constantly talk to ourselves, And how many of us listen to the voice and think, hey, wait a second. I'm really talking. I mean, that's a really crappy way that I'm dealing with myself. That's so good.
0: Yep. Right. And people think, well, if I'm nice to myself, then how am I going to get anything done? It's actually, if you think about it, that's, that's what a lot of people believe. Like, I can't be nice to myself because then I'll just be lazy and I'll sit on the couch and go nowhere. And it's like, no, actually like lovingly working with, the parts of ourselves that don't want to do the exercise, that don't want to do the networking, that don't want to do insert task of choice, shaming ourselves doesn't work. If it worked, I wouldn't have a job and we'd all be good to go. So adjusting self-talk is really, it sounds simple. It's powerful.
1: I love that. Give us another one.
0: So that's the first thing. The second thing is people often think, well, if I don't know why something's happening, it must be that I'm crazy. So we want to take the story off the symptom. So if my symptom is I, I want to get off the couch and go do a thing, but I'm on episode nine of West Wing, which is my drug of choice, one of them. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I don't know why I can't get off the couch. I don't know what's wrong with me. I must be lazy. Those are all stories. If I am finding myself experiencing something I don't want, you have to start by saying my brain feels unsafe. I don't know why it does. doesn't matter why. Right now, my brain feels unsafe, period. So then the question is, okay, what will help me feel a little safer right now? And just doing that will spark a new brain pathway. Oh, wait, that i'm bad it's that my brain feels unsafe okay well maybe this networking event i want to go to feels overwhelming and scary okay so what can i do to help myself maybe i go i call a friend or maybe i make a deal with myself that i go for 20 minutes and then i can leave if i'm miserable but you have to start by assuming there's a reason a good reason for a symptom you don't need to know what it is to validate and that's that validation right is I'm not saying it's good that I'm procrastinating. I'm saying there's a really good reason that I feel stuck. And I don't know what it is, but my brain feels unsafe. Okay, great. What can we do about that? that so what I'm hearing you in
1: both of these is awareness. It's mm-hmm. gotta be, you gotta be aware mm-hmm. of yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, what What I find is that sometimes it's easier to focus on everything on the outside versus Mm -hmm. focusing on the inside.
0: Inside's a really scary place and it's a really hostile place if you've never lived there. You know, like I crash landed, you know, mid-20s, early 30s going, oh my God, I live in a body. Holy crap. I've been in my head (laughs) my whole life. I don't even know how to operate this thing. I don't know how to human. I don't know how to adults. Like, I don't Mm. know how to live in a body. I don't know how to feed myself. I don't know how to nourish myself. Like, we're not taught how to do this. So awareness is, I love everything. what you just said.
1: I, we don't know how to human. I mean, mm-hmm. Is that, is that not so the truth? All it's of so this, true we, you know, it, it, as we, you know, when we're young, it's almost like, you know, when you talk about people, you know, little kids and we're like, oh, change that attitude. And people are like, oh, oh what am I doing wrong? But yet it's, you know, we should be leading into, well, wait a second why should we be covering up that? It's like, what, what stems from what happened, right? I mean, your attitude is everything.
0: Exactly. You don't want to change it, your attitude. And your attitude is there for a reason. And my mm. first, you know, job in mental health was a children's therapist. So I'm trained in play therapy because I needed to see how do kids process the world? Mm. Cause I didn't do a right. I wasn't taught how kids do not change your attitude. Like that doesn't work. Or if it does, it's because the kid is just like shamed into compliance. But what works is, wow, you're being really mean to Johnny. I wonder what happened that made you decide to be mean. And there's always a reason. It's not a justification. It's an explanation. And you need to know Mm -hmm. why things happen so you can intervene effectively
1: right? So this is where a lot of those stories, a lot of the mm-hmm. limiting beliefs come up that we don't even know why they're they're coming up. But I love that yeah. I, I either read something that you said or heard it that you don't have to go back and necessarily try to uncover all mm-hmm. of the crap that's happened no. to you in your life. There's a way that you can start to work on it right now, moving forward. Can you help Isn't that us great understand news?
0: that? I love it, I love Such that. That's good news. Because people think if I go to therapy, I'm gonna have to tell my story. And then when I was two, this ha- it's like, we don't want to dive around in the past. That's the problem. So in order to heal, you don't need to retell your story. You don't even need to remember your story. I've blocked out half my childhood. It doesn't matter. What matters now, how does my body feel safe? What people, places and things, Help me to feel safe. Okay, well, what does safe feel like? How do I know if I'm feeling safe? What does it feel like to feel stressed? Pay attention to your body. What does it feel like to feel relaxed? Pay attention to your body you know, we have to relearn all of those things. You do not have to uncover the past if you don't want to. I mean, I do. And I love to do it because that's just my thing, but you don't have to at all. So
1: what I'm hearing you say is once you really identify, what do you really want to feel? How do you really want to, you know, present yourself in your life going forward, then do more of those things?
0: More of those things and when you're experiencing something distressing or uncomfortable or you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, recognize there's a reason. It's a good reason. You're not crazy. Your brain feels unsafe. So we really want to end the war that's going on in our heads and really make all feelings are allowed. All behaviors aren't allowed, but all thoughts and feelings are welcomed. Like welcome them all like you would a friend. Welcome them all like you would a child. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I just had that thought. What's wrong with me? I suck. Oh my God, I'm a terrible person. Oh, wow. I I am noticing that I just had that thought. Isn't that curious? I wonder where that came from. And getting curious rather than judging or making up stories about why we do the things the way we do. Oh that's
1: so good. Curious instead of judging. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So
0: you mentioned that you're coming
1: out with a book. Yes. You said next year and it's the science of stuck yes. <laughs> which which I love <laughs> because the relaunch co has a seven day how to get unstuck challenge. It's seven a day It's free. We'll put some, you know, we can, we'll we'll put some notes in so you can go right away to do this, but share with us how, you know, what is the science of stuck? What are you going to be sharing in this new book?
0: So, and again, I love deep dives into the psyche and the underworld, like, that's my thing. But most people just want to know, I just need to know what I need to know to drive the car. I don't want to get under the hood and learn everything. So the book is really, you know, we all have a stack of self help books sitting on our nightstand. And we all are like, I have to read that and I have to do this. It's basically a synthesis of what I've found to be the most helpful research in addiction, depression, anxiety, wellness, you know, holistic wellness, how to really just take the basics so you can get moving just so you can get out of stuck. Once you get going, progress compounds pretty quickly, but we need to know a few basic things to get unstuck. So you don't have to read the whole book. I'm just going to give you the highlights version, You know, the speedboat tour around your brain. So you can just know enough to get going. That's what
1: it doesn't. Isn't that what we all want?
0: Yes. It's like, just, just <laughs> tell me what, tell me
1: what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Save my. you know, save me with time. Mm-hmm. And let me know. So when I sit here and say, what would you say is the number one way, like the number one tip you could give to get
0: unstuck? And that's back to, here we are full circle, back to validating. So what does validating mean? Validating doesn't mean you're saying something is good. I'm not saying it's good to do nothing and not hit any of your goals and to not be productive. I'm saying validating says, Okay, I get why part of me feels the need to do this. Okay, I understand that there's a part of me that feels like this is the best way to keep Brit safe. You know, I understand that there's part of me that really wants this. That's validating. It's not saying, oh, go ahead, Brit, eat all the donuts and then peep them all up and then go run nine miles and then go stand in front of the mirror judging yourself. I'm saying I get why part of me wants to do that. And then you talk to yourself like you would a child. And it's really about self-parenting. Forget about the actual kids. Like we all have like 25 little people in our heads at all times that we need to parent Mm. in order to feel functional, whole, healthy, and happy.
1: Ah, so I have this image of, um, I call it the, um, my, my family, my family circle, but it's all me. And it's, it's me when I was a little girl, like I'm Four years old, then it's me when I'm six, then it's me when I'm 12 and 14. And I kind of put for me the ages of when I was really the most susceptible to, you know, feeling overwhelmed, feeling depressed, feeling like things weren't quite going. And hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I had, I have another, you know, another me in my circle from when my mom passed away a year ago. It's like, oh, uh, know and it's this group and I literally can see myself in all these different places and I'm holding hands with myself in this circle and it it, I do I I give myself that love where we're all like remember that song you know if I could teach the world to sing I teach them harmony you know that is I think it's the coke song isn't it and I see myself doing that. It's like me giving myself love at all those different ages, because then if I do it when I'm younger, it kind of, it helps me get to that 13, 15, 17, you know, as I continue to get. So I've always felt like that was, um, I don't know why I do not it. It's not a, it's not a family circle. At the point I said that it's actually my me circle.
0: And I love that.
1: It, it just, it has always helped kind of like, I I go back and I'm like, thank you for allowing me to be me right now.
0: And I I do the the same. A lot of people push back on that. And they're like, this is especially the men I work with. Like, I work with a lot of very high-functioning, high-achieving people, especially the men are like, that sounds like woo-woo. Like Mm -hmm. that's just no. And there's nothing wrong with woo. I love me. I love some woo. It's awesome. However, we've all had the experience. Part of me knows that I want to go do these things on my list. And there's another part of me that wants to curl up in bed and eat Cheerios. And so whether or not you are conscious of it, those parts of us, toddler parts, teenage parts, young adult parts, they're all there. You know, when I get cranky, I turn into a really bitchy 16 year old. And I can feel when I'm in a teenage brain state versus my present day grown functional brain state. So thinking of the circle of me's is really helpful. And it's, you know, based on the best research and how the personality is constructed. It's evidence based. It's not woo woo. Mm, And I love when I
1: start to dance with my, my, all myself.
0: And, and and for people who know me,
1: I mean, I like to dance. So I just haven't, you know, and every one of me has a different little dance move. (laughs) So, all right. I can keep talking about this. I love it. I, you know, have been into neuroscience for, you know, years and years and years. And so I love what you're doing and getting it out there that, yes, it is so important to be, you know, to be forgiving with yourself, first and foremost, right? So I like to do at the end of these interviews, a little like, you know, rapid fire questions on things that I have found super interesting. And as you were saying about all of these former you know selves if you're putting you in your own little me circle what how what, what person if you were to have to cast you from that stage of time where you were really evolving who would you put what actress or you know what actor would you want to represent you at that time in
0: your life Wow. That's a question. So what actress would I want to represent? Yeah. the yeah. me would you I want was to play? Transforming? Yeah.
1: Who would you want to play you at that time? Well,
0: what? I don't think I look like her, which is unfortunate because she's gorgeous, but I would love Drew Barrymore to play me. At, oh, like, that's so
1: good. That late twenties, early
0: thirties. Yeah,
1: mm, totally. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Uh, okay. So another one these days, these days, what causes you to feel stuck? Mm, that's really
0: good. Okay, what causes me to feel stuck? Um, imposter syndrome. Interesting you
1: said that, because as you were describing your steps, I thought, wow, if you could really do this all the time with yourself, those hacks you gave you could actually avoid imposter syndrome.
0: Nah, <laughs> there's you no can't. avoiding. Uh-huh. You can't, there's no, no way. you can work through it, you can work, work through it. it. All right, all right, I avoid is,
1: is bad. Okay, work through it. You could but actually handle them better.
0: Everybody, I have ever, everyone with whom I have ever worked or spoken to or read has had a bout of imposter syndrome and it does- Oh, it thank God, thank
1: God. We are admitting it right now, yes, yes, yes. absolutely
0: oh my God, like you're not good enough right like female CEOs don't feel good enough you know big head honcho people like we all have imposter syndrome so I have to work hard to work through that when I get stuck in it
1: I think that that is something that I fall back on so often I mean and and I I actually share it in um, the courses that I teach around business because it's like yeah you know, there was a time where I'm like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, how did I get here? And what if they, what if they find out that, you know, wow." so, okay. Last but not least is what is your favorite beauty product
0: by name? This
1: is the important one.
0: This is what everyone
1: loves. (laughs) Yes.
0: And I don't know how to say it without sounding like a, um, like speaking of imposter syndrome, my entire desk is a mess here, but I do have The PCA Skin, and I'm not affiliated with them in any way, Hyaluronic Acid Lip Booster. This is the best for dry lips I have ever seen in my life. It's a little spendy, but a little goes a long way. And oh my God, dry lips be gone.
1: PCA. PCA Skin, everybody. And it's it's the Hyaluronic acid lip booster acid okay that's interesting you're saying it actually helps you with dry lips but you think like acid might actually make them more susceptible
0: hyaluronic acid i don't know i don't know what kind of magic's in there it i love that it works for dry i have i've tried everything for a decade that That stuff works
1: well, I'm a beauty yeah. junkie, hence the fact, <laughs> this is like, this is the excitement that I get. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I gotta go get me some of that. All right. So where can people get in touch with you? Where can they learn more about these things?
0: So I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram is just my name at Brit Frank and Brit has two T's. And sidebar, it's not sure for Brittany, like legally, it's just Britt. So at Britt Frank, and then my website is thegreenhousekc.com, but I can't work without a state client. So find me on Instagram if you want to connect, say hello. Okay, so
1: you can't, you can't work, you can't, we can't call you and get into, you know, a, a one-on-one program. But we can follow you on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Britt. This has been so great. Thank you for for putting this out into the world. And thank you for writing this book. And as soon as it is available, I absolutely want to read it. So I appreciate you doing that. You and I are on the same page there with like, let's help people be able to get out into the world and do everything that they have the possibility to do. So in wrapping it up, what does powerhouse of possibility mean to you?
0: Powerhouse of possibility means I get to choose and I have the energy to take the actions that I want to take. So
1: good. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having
1: me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, Will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into
0: transformations.